Podcast episode 8181. You know, of course, I'm here with my brothers from another mother's fellow four horsemen. Of course, one of them is directing someone somewhere, taking him somehow. One and only is not here today, but directing traffic. He's directing traffic. That's right. He's directing traffic. And of course, I'm here. With Mr. 69, because you give him 69 reasons, 69 answers, and he got 69 questions, and he has a lot of 69 thoughts of what we're going to be talking about oh. today. Yes. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got to say, Ivan, to, this is to Adam Cole. Adam Cole said on tonight's episode of Dynamite that he has a special present for the elite, like the best present they would like. And I have to say, in response to you, Adam Cole, sorry, Adam Cole, you can't get the young bucks pregnant. Men can't get pregnant. That's not where babies come from. Somebody needs to tell you that. That's not how it works. I don't. I, I think that's what you're implying. I'm pretty sure that's what you're implying. But somebody's got to give you 69 lessons about that. Oh, that's oh. right. Oh, 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 I love that. <laughs> That's why he is Mr. 69, Mr. MGC, Matt Callis, Steamboat, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, this individual who just not only lives 1,977,000 miles from Winnipeg, Minnesota, Canada, but he is the five UNs of the UN, not the actual United Nations, but he could be part of that too, because he is the undisputed. The unmatched, the unrivaled, the unscripted, and the uncensored. And that is money. By God, the most valuable and violent podcaster. Yes, absolutely. 81, man. The countdown, I feel, it begins. The countdown to 100 begins. And... Yes, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that, right? You know, hopefully some surprises coming up soon. Very, very soon. Good surprises. Good ones. I can't wait. I cannot wait. But yes, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before we get into uh, AEW, the winner's coming. We're going to go ahead and get into, very briefly, let's start with Triple Mania, first of all. Let's start with that, since we we did not have an opportunity to cover it briefly. So I want to get Money Mike's. Uh, overall thoughts of Triple Mania. So what were your thoughts about the whole event? Did you enjoy it? And how did you see Cain Velasquez and then FTR? And uh, seeing El Hijo de Bequino becoming the Triple Mania Mega World Champion. Uh, congratulations, by the way, uh, for Hijo de Bequino for winning the Triple Mania Mega World title, by the way. Which I predicted, by the way. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it, 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 I'll say this. I would have wanted Andrade to win back in the last one. Uh, I would, you know, which the rumor has it that he was originally supposed to beat Omega for the AAA championship, right? Uh, but it didn't happen for obvious reasons. Uh, so, you know, I but Hijo del Vikino, cool. I'm down with that. He's he showed he showed amongst all the talent there that he's able to hang and. Uh, so yeah, definitely well deserved. And um, I, I did say last time that uh, it, I believe that they were going to go ahead with him anyway, even if it was against Omega. So it was just a matter of okay, well we we're having this match instead, 
but our plan is set. We're going in, uh, with him. We're going in this direction. And so, yeah, yeah, well-deserved, uh, great match there. Uh, so definitely, yes, uh, Lethal and Fish and everybody else, uh, Samurai del Sol and everybody else, I think that they all brought it. Uh, so, yeah, applause to them, of course. Yes, Cain uh, Velasquez. I maybe I'm in the minority here. I didn't hear much about it after, but I felt like he still needs a little bit more work in the ring. Uh, it, it, yes, he's it's what his fourth match ever or something like that. Still single digits. Uh, so I understand. And yeah, he, uh, obviously he's got, you know, pre preparation to do so. Uh, I look forward to what happens in the future. And I'm kind of glad he took the mask off at the end there. You know, I, I don't see the point in that. It's not like he's Rey Mysterio and most people don't know what he looks like. We've seen this guy win a world championship, heavyweight championship in the UFC. So we know what he looks like. So, I, you know, I don't see. And the mask is not the best looking, in my opinion. <laughs> Let me have it in the comments. That's fine. Uh -oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, not the best looking in my opinion. Uh, FTR, uh, yes, it was cool to see them in Mexico, right? They're like the opposite of what you would expect in Mexico. They're completely out of place, but yet it was great to see them there. I, I always find it weird, and I haven't seen a lot of AAA, but the crossovering, right? it kind of doesn't make sense or didn't make sense for Vicky Guerrero to be there with them. I, why couldn't Tully Blanchard head over? You know, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they needed somebody. But even then, Vicky Guerrero barely spoke Spanish. So, yeah, I don't see why they put her with them. And, yeah, kind of weird take there. Um, However, I did enjoy, and I feel like that kind of brought everything together and sold the match of Blucha Bros coming out earlier saying, hey, you know, Vicky Guerrero, this and that. You, last time you came here, you said you were all about Mexico, but now you're not. Uh, and they built the story without needing a weekly show. They built the story in just one promo. That's a professional right there, folks. Uh, so, yeah, in uh, the match... Wow, of course. Great. Great stuff. Always, man. Lucha Bros always deliver. FTR always delivers. Um, FTR is everywhere nowadays, as we're, I'm sure we'll, we'll speak of uh, shortly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, great. Great stuff overall. And I will say, uh, to cap all of this, uh, it's interesting to see the different presentation that AAA has, up, as opposed to AEW or WWE. You know, everything American-wise, it, it, it's so different over there. They have uh, soap ads on the entrance ramp. Uh, they have, you know, um, you know all, all sorts of different things uh, popping up there. And uh, it's very uh, sponsored, right? Corona beer. Corona beer, beer, yeah, like Pop popping up. During, yeah, so all that. It, it's, it's interesting to see, right? It, very cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Glad, glad you enjoyed it. I will what? say, I will say, Ivan, I, I think it's, it's, I think who, who would have been good with FTR? They could have got Jim Cornette to be there and they could have paid him with Una Hamburguesa, you know? 
Una, right, una hamburguesa. Extra onion, extra pickles, extra mayo, extra mustard, of course. That's, that's typical. Por, <laughs> por una hamburguesa. Make me hungry, man. You're making me hungry. That's right. And so let's now let's get into very briefly Ring of Honor final battle. The last pay-per-view for Ring of Honor as they're shutting down. And now they're, you know, they're on hiatus until April. Hopefully we see them back. But I can say this paper was very emotional. Uh, hands down overall, great scene, you know, you know, little cameos from, you know, CM Punk, from Brian Danielson. Uh, just, uh, you know, a lot more giving, you know, their thoughts of Ring of Honor, what, the, what Ring of Honor meant to them. And it, it is truly a platform that, you know, Honestly, there wouldn't be a, an impact. There wouldn't really be in the like the majority of, of independent circuits that we have now uh, because of Ring of Honor, because that's a pioneer that he created. And, you know, of course, it's we're going to miss it. And it sucks that a lot of people are losing their jobs. Uh, but hopefully, you know, we just, let's hope they come back and hopefully we see them strong. But it looks like it because uh, there's a storytelling into this. So I'm going to let Matt Callis take over on this. And give your thoughts overall for Ring of Honor Final Battle, Mr. Mancalis. Before I go off on the whole thing, I really need to ask both of you, uh, both of you, did you, have both of you watched the last episode of WCW Nitro? Yes. Did you guys get those same kind of emotions and feelings watching this? Because it kind of had that, that entire atmosphere in the air, the way the announcers are talking on the microphone. You know, I love you. It's been an honor working with you. It's been an honor serving with you, Commander. You know, like stuff like that. You know, those those final moments and everything like that. I've, I've been seeing the same kind of thing. And I guess kind of they're equivalent to... You know, the Ring of Honor and AEW's equivalent of the Shane McMahon, the, the contract says McMahon, but it says Shane McMahon. The equivalent is FTR showing up right after the Briscoes match with the Kingdom. That is the, that's actually their equivalent. And I, I actually have zero doubts that they're, that AEW is going to try in, let's see, it's, it's after this month. So it's December, January, February, March. That's four months before the April where Ring of Honor makes its comeback. Four months. That's, that's a long period in the wrestling world. That's a long part of time for storytelling, especially when you have two shows weekly. That's a long period of time. In addition to the fact that you also have impact in New Japan to also tell the story on. So this is going to be the invasion angle done correctly. And they kind of have, because if they don't do an invasion angle, a lot of these angles are basically just going to, you know, it's, it's kind of like going up for the roller coaster, but not dropping. They're just leaving you at the top of the roller coaster for three hours. And, you know, you've been anticipating it so long that it's not going to have the same effect if they don't pull the trigger on it right away, you know? So they're, you know, same thing with uh, Deanna Perrazzo, her showing up. They're going to have to do that match either in Impact or Triple A or, you know, her match with Roxy, you know? 
and same thing, Jonathan Gresham, they could bring hit, he could defend his title on AEW Impact, NWA, or AAA, like all those different places, or even at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, that, that the New Japan relationship actually isn't dead. Because we're we still see plenty of New Japan talent show up at Ring of Honor. Rocky Romero was there. Rocky Romero was there that night, and and given, and then Okada, you know, they were taught like like talking about things Okada said over the air, and you know, they also mentioned pro wrestling. Noah, all the partnership promotions, you know, they mentioned Billy Corgan, they they mentioned Tony Khan. You know, it's a lot of open air WWE. You wouldn't even hear a peep. Out of like you they would never hear that. You, you wouldn't mention you wouldn't you wouldn't even hear a, a breath of another organization on there in the air. So that's kind of the wonderful thing about this. And of course, Adam Share, you know, they could go one of two ways with him in AEW. They could either bring him in, he'd either be like an like a like an ally, like an aggressive ally of the Dark Order, or he could be their direct or the next challenger, you know, yeah. for the invasion angle. Yeah. So. Um, and I still want to hear Jim Cornette's thoughts because they mentioned his name. So I waited for you, Jimmy. I want to hear your thoughts. About especially, especially with FTR and the Briscoes being his top two favorite active tag teams. I'm pretty sure he lost it. And he probably almost had a heart attack while eating a hamburger. He might, he might actually show, <laughs> he might actually show up. For that match, I think he might actually, because he has so much respect for both of those teams, he might actually show up. Yeah. So. Uh, it will be interesting to see. Uh, Gresham and Liso was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that, mwah! that's a oh my god, that match was very emotional though. And seeing Jordan Grace, you know, which is you know Gresham's wife, uh, and then seeing everybody celebrating was awesome to see. Uh, it was great. I just hope. Ring of Honor, you know, comes back and hopefully, by the looks of it, I mean, they're going to bring back, it looks like they're going to bring back Gresham for sure, and Titus as well, you know, Ray Titus won the television title in that fatal four-way, and he deserves it finally, he's like the real, you know, the heart and soul of Ring of Honor, uh, seeing the Briscoes winning the tag team titles, so yeah, we're going to see a lot of them probably coming back for sure, Roxy, Deanna Perrazzo, that's something that I would not mind seeing, and I think it would be very intriguing if that just happened in Impact. So it, I'm looking forward of, of everything overall. And uh, man, I, I just can't wait for what the future holds for Ring of Honor. And I'm hoping that they get their shit together and do not allow Vince McMahon or his stooges to fucking buy him out or the library. No, because I know, I know money talks, but no, do not do it. No, delete, obsolete. At least Tony Tony Khan should get to it before Vince does. I'm pretty I, sure I, he already has, and that's how yeah. I, and I have a big feeling that he's going to be a a big contributor to Ring of Honor. And I think, like how a while back, I think we all said it. That could be it's developmental for a that could be maybe the about I wouldn't call it developmental, but more like their NXT, I guess you could say. Impact is, you know, kind yeah. of a little bit that way too, because you got Impact there, and you have GCW yeah. as well. All of them in the mix. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's we have to wait and see in 2022. I'm looking forward to see how the, you know, how the outcome goes. Now let's get into AEW. Oh, no, my- hold on a second here. Hold, 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 hold your horses. 
I, I do want to say that seeing, I did not catch the entire event uh, from start to finish, but I've seen enough of it that it really, really, really um, gets me excited. Just like you guys, it, it gets me excited that the the I feel like Ring, Ring of Honor will go on. Like they said, it's going to be in a different way, but it will go on. The best way they can do that, and I think Matt touched on this, that you have their champions defend their, their belts somewhere else, right? And like, for example, the Briscoes show up on AEW, defend the titles there, you know, Ring of Honor, that name continues it lives on it keeps it stays fresh in, in they're the, people's they're the gcw champions as well right now which go. even makes it even more crazy so and and matt brought up something very important and and i really would like to kind of go on with this is that is the invasion angle right ring of honor invading AEW or impact or what have you or new japan even um man I feel like a missed opportunity at uh, winter is coming. It should have it should have started there, in my opinion. Guess what, Mike? You know, did you hear what was announced today on Winter's Coming? One of the upcoming events for AEW is called Battle of the Belts. Battle of the Belts. That's that is true. and that's that implies is true. that implies not just AEW. That's more right. promotions. And that's it, in between. And that's in between, uh, of course, in between, like that's before anything before April is Ring of Honor appearing in another promotion. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like the guys that they picked to to hold on to the titles, it shows a lot of trust, I would say, that they are going to be able to hold on to them in the meantime and keep ROH alive in that way. So Yes, uh, I, I would like to see an invasion angle of some sort, right? Four months-ish, somewhere around there, give or take, is enough for something like that to, to come and go, I would say, right? Uh, so, yeah, that could happen, hopefully. Yeah, Anyways. you're absolutely right, both of you guys. That could happen. That could be the case for Battle of the Belts. That'll be very intriguing to see if that does happen. I'll be in shock. But, I mean, until then, we'll have to wait and see what will be the outcome of that. But, yes, you brought it up. Winter is coming. Well, let's talk about what's coming right now. That's AEW. Winter is coming. Let's talk about the opening match. You had an Iron Man match. The main event began the show. One hour, ladies and gentlemen. One hour of this epic, phenomenal, immaculate uh, atrocious! Oh man, it's just so, ah, so much words I can put into it. <laughs> Were you about um, to say atrocious? No, I was going oh. to, but I held myself <laughs> back. I was like, no, uh, astonishing. That was the word I was looking at. Like, oh, uh, astonishing! Yes, yes. Uh, man, just amazing, incredible. Ah, uh, man, Jesus, woo! Tear by because it was oh my god, it was just so emotional the match. Ah, uh, but before I. Let's just get it over with. All right. So we did see Adam Hackman Page defending the AEW World title versus Brian Danielson. And it turns out 
uh, you know, a draw. The limit was over. The one-hour limit was over, but the match overall was fantastic. Uh, I know the crowd was not happy about it at all, and and I hate to say it, and I'm going to say it too. <coughs> I was not happy. There should have been a winner in this match. This cannot be a rematch. You can't do this two times in a row. You can't have an Omega. You can't. I know you're trying to protect Brian Danielson, but this is by far of what I've seen. He's the only individual, which I will ask you, Money Mike, in the ranking systems that has two draws. I don't know anybody else in the ranking system that has two draws. No, so, nobody. Nobody's the only one. Uh, this is like, what? What's up with that? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you make this a draw? This should this should have been Adam Hangman winning over Brian Daniels. This 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 it was his match. This was his his you know is his first title defense, and that's what gets to me the most is that this is his first title defense. He should have gone over Brian, and that would have been it. And now it looks like that chapter is not gonna close. Uh, something tells me. I know there's no rematch clauses, but something tells me along the line it will be eventually. But then what's next now after that? So that's, you know, that's what I question. Uh, unless they break that rule and then allow Brian Dennison to get his rematch. Uh, I I don't know what the, what the plans are on this, but this one, honestly, whoever called this one, if Tony Khan did, it was a bad call. Uh, don't get me wrong, the match was great, but the outcome of it, the conclusion should have been Adam Hangman Page winning over Brian Daniels and move on with that. That's what it should have happened. So I'll take it to you, Matt Callis, with your thoughts. I got to say, I wouldn't say it's the worst. It's not the worst uh, outcome we could have gotten. Because I'd say the worst possible outcome is if because they, they, a few companies have done this where they allow the belt to exchange hands through count out. Mm-hmm. To change hands through count out. So like the, the champion won't retain when there's a count out. So, and I'm kind of glad that's not the case. Cause that's kind of what was in my mind the whole time. I was like, they're not going to do anything like that. Would they, I mean, in a way, the main thing I'm, I'm happy about is hangman retaining. That's the most important kind of, you know, the, from the outlook of what makes sense of as this new baby face. Cause you know, the best thing is that you didn't bury it hangman page. You know, that's the main thing. And, but De- Hangman is definitely more than credible enough to get a clean win over Brian Danielson, you know, especially at this time and especially for a match like that. But I guess maybe they want to save it for a special gimmick match. Maybe I quit. What do you guys think? No, I, I quit. I, I, I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't know. Like maybe Hangman's got to add a, add a submission move to his arsenal. Or something like that. I, and I think the, the other thing to kind of look into, all the much love to the, the let's not look at the dessert of this meal, the great, let's look at the, the entree to what mm. was most delicious, all the, the match itself, you yes. know, because the entree was yummy, wasn't it, guys? Oh, yes. Delightful. Yes. Very. Splendid. Yes. It was, it was, it was, it was just a gross dessert that they served us right after. That's pretty yes. much just kind of what spoiled it. Not good shit. No. Mm, indeed. So <laughs> good sirs. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it was, and it's the thing the waiters brought out first to us as we entered the restaurant that is AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming. No, the another similar meal that two similar meals that are to look into that will give you kind of an idea into like the psychology and the moves of the match. Let's look at two of their past opponents because I was thinking like the good B side, like kind of the the opposite of this match, not the opposite, but like kind of who their past opponents are. Hangman was against uh, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson was against Naomichi Marafuji. So a match I really suggest to everybody who loved this match is to watch Kenny Omega versus Marafuji in DDT because those two went on to face the two people we saw in this match. So you could kind of see what they've learned, what Brian Danielson's learned from Marafuji and what Hangman's learned from Kenny you know, their previous opponents. And you're, and I'm seeing a little bit of, you know, I think I think Hangman kind of wants to get the Okada out of Danielson from this. Because what the, the second Okada-Kenny Omega match was a, was a time limit draw. And it was a long one too. So, and a lot of people loved it. So I'm thinking maybe that's what Hangman was kind of going for with this. You know, he wanted to like, maybe Kenny was maybe like agenting him, hey, just kind of work, work Danielson the way I worked Okada. You know, they're big, but you could, you know, get yourself over big time with it and kind of save the big win, you know, later on down the line. So maybe that's what he's going for. Mm. Money, Mike. It's, it's interesting that, you know, you compare it to these great matches. Yes. And uh, it, it, it took me back to Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, where yes. there was no there was no pinfall, right, or anything uh, at the end of the initial hour. A part of me thought that Tony Khan was going to come out and say, 10 more minutes. Ooh. You know what I mean? I, that would have been that would have been everybody would have lost their minds. I, maybe I they want maybe yeah. they want to save that for revolution. I mean, it would it would be all right, but I don't know to go through another Iron Man match. Um, but then again, these two are are at the top of their game, so I'm pretty sure they'll be able to pull it off. Um, it was surprising to me: first commercial break, second commercial break, third commercial break, fourth. I think it was four commercial breaks that happened, and uh, you know, picture in picture and all that. Um, right, so. Yeah, uh, it very it was a long match, yes, um, but it really builds up Hangman. I I think as a legit wrestler here, because not anybody can do Iron Man matches, right? I don't think we'll see Goldberg in one anytime <laughs> soon. Oh no, no. So no. <laughs> I think I'm guys. Your your mention of that almost gave me a relapse, Mike. <laughs> I, I think uh, Goldberg's entire WWE run would be less than an hour. So <laughs> there's that. Um, yeah. it, regardless of, uh, of length and anything of that, in order to be one of those champions in any sport, you have to be tested. You have to be put through the ringer. And, and I feel this was that. And especially in 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 the ring and the ring action, uh, the psych, ring psychology, right? Uh, to become a ring general, you need to go through those kinds of matches. 
and this was such a, a school of hard knocks for hangman and this is going to take him up to that next level for sure and who better who better than brian danielson uh to make that happen right I, i'm sure danielson was leading the way especially as heel for for my understanding the heels are usually the ones that are calling the the spots there uh so yeah yeah definitely uh this is great for hangman but i'll say this i wanted danielson to win what yes what what yes i i wanted danielson to win and and i going in i thought that was that's what was going to happen um my initial thought was that hangman was going to have to regain the title the the hero's journey once again you have to fight adversary and you know all that stuff which is why Uh, in another interview, he mentioned that he wanted ultimately to have his own group in AEW. And I thought, well, hmm, this this is, could be a good opportunity for his group to show up finally and for um, Danielson to take the title, have it for a few, a couple of months, and Hangman fight through his group through because uh, Danielson did it with Dark Order. Now it's Hangman's turn to go up against Brian Danielson's group and then ultimately get the title back. So that's what I thought was going to happen, uh, but obviously not. So there you go. What? <laughs> Why would you? I get your point, but it's, that was too soon, though. Like, no, that would be too soon. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't, for me, if that would have happened, All that buildup for the whole year will be a worst of a, a waste of time for Adam Hangman. For the mm. whole fucking year for him to wait to get, finally got the belt, you're going to tell me he's going to drop it to Brian Danielson in one year that he's been fighting to get it? Listen, this is Danielson we're talking about here. This is, I, this is I, not Fuego do Soul. <laughs> no offense, I am not, I, big fan. But, <laughs> oh. I mean... It's not like he's losing it to Joe Schmo, right? He's I, losing it to Daniel Brian Danielson, you know. Yes, but what I but I get I get that, and I respect Brian Danielson. Was, you know, obviously, come on, the guy is a freaking multi-time world champion. We we don't have to go to his credentials. We already know it. But this could have been something for Adam to be like, okay, I'd be the top guy from WWE, and you know, and Brian put him over. For you know, and how you said it, uh, the whole course was delicious, but that whole that just that dessert, the dessert, <laughs> it was just like Bleh! no, it should have been different. It should, it, it, not, it should know, have been Adam Hangman. You know, uh, Hangman. I wouldn't say he's my favorite wrestler, but just in, in terms of storyline, I, I, you know. At least if it was dropped, I'd want like somebody coming through that tunnel to yes coming coming through the tunnel to challenge, you know, right away, you know, another baby face that I like, you know. And personally I would ask, I would, you know, just because it's me, I would ask for Mara Fuji and Shibata to come through that tunnel. Both of them, <laughs> just one after the other. I <laughs> I knew you were but that that's the only way I would have I would have been okay with with uh Danielson winning. But okay. you know, to each to to each his own. Okay. 
All right. Now, this is where I'll move on with that. Now, let's, I want to move up to this promo because this promo caught me off guard. And I guess, I guess this is like something that now, are, this is maybe the character that we, that I would say Connecticut missed out on. Malachi Black's promo. He's mm. not been yet. Maybe that was a maybe that was what he was trying to aim for in WWE when he you know with the he saw him with the with the I don't know if it was a Bible I don't know whatever the Bible I don't know if it was a Titanic Bible I do not know do not want to know but <laughs> what do I know is is that maybe this is the character he wanted to develop in the in in Connecticut and he's doing it here perfectly it, honestly I was like am I watching uh, what the hell am I watching here I'm like <laughs> but I'm watching a movie. <laughs> And then giving uh, that individual the necklace, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be Julia Hart. It has to be her. I mean, we don't want to miss that. What happened last week with the mist in her eyes? Okay, what about it? Now the, you tell me the whole mist is like a poison, like a like uh, what is it called? There's a word to it. Jesus Christ, I have a brain fart. Like if you're, you're you're being conceived, like consumed by baptism. Yeah, yeah, you're being baptized. In, uh, like, like or, or kind of like being infected, kind of like a zombie. Yeah, you could say, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you feel like, like a zombie or a vampire? Yes. So werewolf. Like, and, and and then probably a couple a couple weeks later, Julia Hart is gonna come up with a little puppet. <laughs> Let's hope it's just gonna have the coffee Let's falling out of her forehead again, like. <laughs> Folders could it, coffee. Could it could it be Abaddon? I, I would have minded if it was Abaddon. That, that would be cool. That, would that be is cool. that would be perfect. It's just it's like Legos. It just fits right <laughs> in, man. Yes, yes. But I mean, what are you guys' thoughts? I'm going to be money like this vignette. I like it though. I love it. I don't know how you look. Oh yes, it, it it's all kinds of. It, it's what you expect from Malachi. Absolutely. Who is in that? little costume there who knows right um i i think that having julia hart be uh, be it uh i don't know it reminds me of the fiend and alexa bliss there a little bit uh but who knows maybe aw will do their ber- version better uh in you know especially coming out that next week i believe or friday is going to be um not, not jungle boy not jungle boy what's his name Griff garrison, garrison. Yes, uh, against uh, Malachi Black, and that would be a great, you know, part for for that. Uh, he did mention House of Black, right? And you gotta have more than one person in your house. So yes, uh, it, it, you you gotta assemble the team. Butcher and Blade, they belong there, man. They they would fit right in. I like that. As 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 their his protectors or whatever, or whenever he has a rivalry, his rival is going to be. Trying to get to Malachi, but beating up Butcher and Blade all the time. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that happening, and they have the look for it. So, um, yeah, uh, there. Back to Malachi. This guy has it. He has it. I, I could potentially say like modern day Undertaker. Comment below. Give me, uh, give me uh, all of it. Give it. Give money, Mike. All oh, the ruthless aggression. Just give it a little. <laughs> Please let me have it. 
It's been a week, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, he, he needs to hear it. He needs to hear it. Yes. But, yes, uh, now let's get into the Serena Deeb and uh, Hikaru Shida match. Uh, I can tell you that the, that the first hour took a lot away from these matches and were kind of shortened, unfortunately. Uh, but it's fine, though. I mean, it, it, it was fine. I wasn't mad too much, mad about it. Uh, but this match was grudge. Enjoyed it. I wish, like I said again, I keep, I'm going to digress no matter what. Give these women their time. Give them their time. They needed that time. And honestly, I was expecting them to kind of main event it, to be honest. And yeah, I guess it never happened. So I honestly expected the women to main event Dynamite, but it did not happen. Um, I love the fact that, you know, Serena, she reminds me of Bret Hart, man. They're doing that Bret Hart, you know, that sharpshooter pose right there, and then the ring pose. Man, the woman of a thousand holes, this woman is spectacular. And I love this. I just want... One like I know this rivalry. I hope it, I hope this, this will be a trilogy. It has to be. There has to be one more match. I, or wait, there's already three, right? This is pretty one. There has to be one more at least to end it all. I I just I just wish they had more time. Um. So that means okay. So that means so he got us two and oh then right two and mm-hmm. one right. Okay. So maybe this could be over. I guess yeah. You're right. Maybe it could be over. But I. I just wish no, two and been, one, two and two one, two and one. There you go, two to one. Yeah, two to one. I wish it could have been more, but we'll see. Um, so I'll take it to you, Money Mike. Your thoughts about the match? Uh, yeah, technical, right? You know, it, it's it's what Serena Deeb is known for. Time, it all comes back to it, right? It, it all comes back to the time, and honestly, like it was tough to follow the championship match. Right. It was tough to be it's tough to be on a show after something like that. And yeah, I, honestly, I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I kind of understand why they had the title match first, but I feel like it made it difficult for everything afterwards. Even the MJF match, I feel um, I feel like by the time that match was halfway going, um, I was barely, you know, recovering still. Uh, from from the Ironman match, and uh, but if, as far as the the women's match, uh, it it required more story, in my opinion. I would have wanted to see more involving them to uh, wanting that third match. It it almost felt like the match just came randomly. You know, I would have I would have wanted Sheeta to be asking like Tony Khan or Tony Schiavone, like, hey, I want my rematch. She cost me the TBS championship. Um, let me let me add it. You know all that stuff, like the anger. You know she cost you the TBS championship. That means something, and you you are out for revenge. And I I wish they would have kind of ran with that a little bit, not rush this third match. Uh, and if it needed to be at Battle of the Belts or something, or down the line, whatever, um, then so be it. But you know, I feel like they kind of wanted to maybe not rush it, but kind of get it out of the way to see what it's next for them. So, yeah, hopefully this was enough for Deeb and Sheeta to be able to catapult them to new storylines. And yeah, two and one, two and one. I, I, don't, I don't think they'll have another. All right. All right. Matt Callis, you're on mute. 
Yeah, I was just coughing, I'm, and now I'm uncoughing. So, so one of the main things to get from Sheeta versus Serena Deeb, I gotta say, this match for sure has never happened. Correct? Bret Hart versus the Great Muda—that has never happened. No, ever. Not my so correction. No. This is actually one of the closest things we'll get to that in this world. That's kind of what makes this so special. I'm because one of the main things is Hikaru Shida. She uses the Shining Wizard as one of her, you know, killing, defeating moves, and that's actually that's the Great Muda's finisher, the Shining Wizard, Keiji Mudo, and she uses that same move as like a finisher, like an almost finisher. And she has a lot of, you know, Muda's Muda's habits and abilities in her in her move set. Kind of like how Serena Deeb is Bret Hart. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, we get to see this kind of, you know, there, there's different places they could take this, but I'd like them, we could have our first women's cage match is kind of where I hope they take this hmm. eventually. Mm. Okay. It seems very, it seems very fitting, you know, because I mean, I never, Great Muda versus Bret Hart in a cage. That's, that's a dream come true. You know, that's love. That's, that's a delicious dish, I must say. <laughs> Very well prepared, all the, the sides and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Making me hungry, man. Jesus. All right. Now let's get into the main event for a winner's coming, and that is Dante Martin versus MJF for the Diamond Ring. Oh, wow. That's right. Man, what a fan. spectacular it's i feel bad for his partner in crime but dante has won me over though as a singles competitor the only thing i could say i'm disappointed it made no sense with the whole task situation that's where i'm like at loss so wait a minute he's only had him for one not even a week (laughs) and then you took him off you spread him up from real, real rush. You put him with Team Taz. You split him up very quickly. Now he's on his own. What's up with that? What are you? I don't. I don't. I'm lost. Though. That's where I'm like, all right. You're doing. You're trying these different things. Okay. Uh, well, why even? I would have even done it. I, I actually would have allowed. Would have loved for him to stay in Team Taz. Actually, I wanted to see that heel persona, that heel high flyer. That's what I kind of want to see. I don't mind seeing that. That's something I actually would enjoy to see. Uh, heel high flyer. I mean, yeah, you had it in Neil Rush when he was at NXT and uh, R, you know, and WWE, but he was limited to his attributes. But this would have been something quite different because you Taz has a powerhouse, Will Hobbs, and you know he has the cocky uh, with the strut, Ricky Starks. Now you now you have your son by which by the way man hook man hook what a debut man son of a bitch man and with the uh, action you know the action you know Bronson uh, Bronson Bronson the theme song uh man dedicating your dad's moves like oh my god I enjoyed it man oh that's good oh that's good shit I I enjoyed it and looking very arrogant too man I son of a bitch hook. I cannot wait to see more of more of his matches. Uh, too bad, Will. I'm sorry. Big fan, but you you were you were a sacrifice. You were oh, the yes. lamb. 
huge sacrifice. Yes. Uh, but yes, uh, and then adding Dante Martin to the mix, your evil high flyer, that's great combination there. Um, you know, you have a technician, you have a powerhouse, you have a cocky, you know, strut guy and a high flyer. Perfect combo for Team Taz. I wanted to enjoy it. If he would have stayed with, you know, with, with Taz, with the team. But unfortunately, it did not happen. That's where I'm giving AW their, you know, their mistakes. You see, we're not here as AW Marks, ladies and gentlemen. We are professional wrestling, you know, fans that we enjoyed. And we critique every individual promotion, not just only one. So we don't bash you know, here on WWE. You know, Ivan, I, I would actually kind of say... It, it's a bit of a stretch of a comparison, but it kind of reminds me of like when Sting was was joining the Four Horsemen type thing. Yeah, I I, I, I know where you're getting at, and I, I agree with that. It's kind of also like what Brian Pillman when he was when he joined joined the Four Horsemen as well. The Four yeah. Horsemen because he was a high yeah. flyer, you know high you know high flying Brian Pillman. So I mean, like, yeah, it's almost similar to that. But it just would have been I just think what it would have worked. But yes. But yes, the match overall, well, this one was great. That shooting star prints from outside of the ring. Oh my God, I was scared. Like, ah! But I enjoyed it overall. And of course, MJF retained third year in a row, him as the, you know, Diamond Ring World, you know, Diamond Ring Champion. And of course, we did see Stang, Stang, and Darby Allen coming out, attacking FTR. And of course, they got jumped. Then we see, of course, C and Punk. Like, I'm not a busted Jim Cornette. You know, he sings a song like Mussolini and, and hamburguesas. Like for una cabeza. <laughs> but now are we going to get the, a six-man tag coming up for them at the, the Holiday Bash, I believe it is, right? Uh, so, Money Mike. Thoughts? Okay. First of all, Get that ring off of MJF, please. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm. I, that ring means nothing. It just it, it's his. It's his. He doesn't even put it on the line. Um, I, I would like to see somebody else take that ring and see what they do with it. Right. Yes. Uh, I would have wanted Dante Martin to win it personally. Uh, you know he's gaining momentum and you know. But I digress, right? So, I, I what comes to mind is Dante Martin's ring gear that he had made was orange and black to to match Team Taz. What's gonna happen to that? You can't wear that anymore. You know, <laughs> money wasted there. I would say, right? Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to see that he was just used for a week, I guess, or less than a week, and uh, now he's out of Team Taz. But what happened to the contract? Taz kind of gave some half halfway explanation there to the contract signing, and okay, well, oh, I guess that's it. He's out of Team Taz, even though there was a contract. Um, yeah, sloppy storytelling. Absolutely open-ended uh, unless they come up with some sort of legit explanation in the next few weeks. Uh, but hopefully it's something that is explained and used to further a storyline here. Because, yeah, you know, Dante Martin 
where you know is he with leo rush again or are they buddies now again and uh, well, where does leo feel fit in all of this like did he forgive him for turning his back on him um unanswered questions and at this point i feel like they should have thought through what was going to happen and uh if it were up to me the whole team testing would have never have happened it came out of nowhere to begin with yes um you know like Our out of team. nowhere out of nowhere did they just said oh well we want this guy now you know um uh, and as for hook brief mention um you know sorry fuego doso but yes he was sacrificed in i i saw on social media that fuego didn't seem too happy about it and so i hope that they use him for something else if i sidebar i i do think that he should get rid of the mask and do something else but that's just me anyway whoa 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 there is there is the whole fuego one fuego two thing with cody as fuego two so that might happen you know if if the hate if the cody hate continues then cody cognito might come out but so cody might go the silly route and more people might like him more as you know cody instead right we we, we did talk about that i believe yeah last episode uh but yeah i i think it the whole fuego the soul thing is not working for him mm. change it up change it up man yeah uh, join andrade if you if you want yeah. um yes <laughs> I'll say about I'll say about Hook real quickly. You know, there the, that's one way. Like usually, second generation wrestlers get a lot of hate because the people say, "Oh, Silver Spoon," and you know this and that. But if you bring them in as a heel, you know they get a chance to actually like grow on people's like, "Okay, you're supposed to boo me," so you know it's fine. It's right. like you know mm. Randy Orton. You know it worked perfectly because he was a heel from from the start. You know. He was he was a babyface for a short minute, but not that long. Mm-hmm. You know, Hook never a babyface, so which is good. I, I yeah. yeah. Is there a little bit of um, dare I say nepotism? I'm not sure here and there, <laughs> but it's easy to silence that with the performance that he gave and the Muay Thai look. Oh yeah. The yeah, the Muay Thai shorts and the and the rapping and stuff, very very cool. It 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 was the, the 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 whole package there, I would say, especially for a young guy, very very cool. So I, I look forward to seeing what happens with him. Uh, as far as this match, I feel like I kind of got derailed here. Um, as far as this match, it was great to see MJF with a high flyer. I don't think that happens as much as I would like for it to happen. No. Um, you know. It, it it was the dynamic between the two of them was cool to see and mjf just walking walking away from the offensive maneuvers that dante martin was setting up just you know that's you don't have to come up with a crazy counter you just walk away or roll away whatever and that's it <laughs> so very cool very cool match overall awesome awesome and now, like, let's, let's get into it now with the preview for AEW Rampage. So we do have a lot of eight-man tags. So let's start with the one. The Young Bucks, Bobby Fish, Adam Cole versus Best Friends. So of course, 
Orange Cassidy, best friends of Rocky Romero, as Trent making Trent making his you know in ring return. That's right. And of course, you have the Lucha Bros and and Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz versus Daniel Garcia 2.0 and the Acclaim. And of and of course, the return of Dan Lambert, which I know he's probably disappointed. I know you are because after that shocking uh, upset of what happened in UFC 269. By the which, by the way, you can watch the recap, ladies and gentlemen, here on our YouTube channel as the one and only is the host as he gives his thoughts of what happened on UFC 269. So you can listen to that on any audio platforms or on our YouTube channel, you can watch it. And of course we do have Tay Conti versus Penelope Ford in a submission match. So I'll let, go back to you, Money Mike. What are you looking forward for Rampage? Now, you know, this, this card is not that bad. It's actually pretty stacked. What are you looking forward to? It's on mute right now. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, yeah, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to trick me here, uh, the the internets. Um, I'm looking forward to the tag match, right? I'm looking forward to that. I think that's, I believe that's the main event, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. The, the Darby and, and CM Punk and and all that. Yeah, cool, cool match. Uh, cool to thunk it, man. Well, that's next Wednesday. Oh, that's about... next Wednesday. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm so excited. I want it now. Um, <laughs> yes. So uh, I'm kind of looking sort of forward to it. Um, some of the matches seem predictable to me. Like, for example, the, the Ty Conti and Penelope Ford. I'm pretty sure we all know who's going to win that. Yes. Mm. Uh, so it's a little predictable. Um, and we all know how she's going to win. Submission. Well, it is a submission match. Um, but yeah, I, I think Rampage needs to pick it up and it kind of brings up a different topic of how AEW is, has been doing with Rampage. It all started with CM Punk, you know, debuting there and all this hype and, you know, record numbers for, for Rampage to, you know, not so much. Right. right. So I feel it, it, it does bring up that conversation of they gotta do something different and they got to stop filming it before because it loses interest of people already knowing what's going to happen uh, by tapings and all that stuff. So uh, I would like for, for them to kind of step it up in, with this show. Mm, okay. All right. Matt Callis, how do you feel about that? Do you agree? It's, you know, I just mentioned Great Muda earlier in the match. So what what a what a thing. I didn't even know Penelope Ford had the Muda lock in her arsenal, you know. But I, I wouldn't say like Penelope Ford's a heel that a lot of people are like up on or like crazy about. Everybody's just kind of like, you know, <laughs> like ever since the whole wet the whole wedding thing, everybody's just like, ah, oh, her again. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I mean, come on. The great thing about the Forbidden Door is that we could always have somebody we're more interested in coming through the portal. So who knows? Maybe this just leads up to, you know, something in the future. Maybe we could, you know, have, we could have somebody else from Ring of Honor come through that portal. So, you know, to, to challenge Tay Conti after she wins, because we kind of, you know, have the feel, or they could go all some kind of goofy way with that with the finish. Who knows? Yeah, I. Uh, in regards for rampage, I'm looking forward to. Uh, 
because I want to see Trent. I want to see how he looks now. It's been a while since we haven't seen him in the ring, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the ring. It's like, man, it's a reunion. It's like, you know, Rokagi, Rokagi Pong Vice, and you have best friends, and then you have pretty much chaos. Like, oh, it's just such good shit there. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. I'm looking forward to seeing that too because what is the last time you ever seen these individuals tag? And this is something, and remind you what the rivalry that the Lucha Bros and LAX with Impact at the time had, were phenomenal matches. They've been had, they had an impact. I, Ivan, do you think it's kind of weird that I get to say Okada and Sue are both part of chaos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like Hiroki Goto and Okada riding in a van with Sue. I want to see Toru Yano riding in the van with Sue. That's what I want to (laughs) see. Toru Yano, Okada, Hiroki Goto, and and Tomohiro Ishii. Just Tomohiro Ishii. All them just speaking Japanese. So you Japanese boys want to go to Yoshinoya? Go the (laughs) drive-through? Just like something like where are they? Where are they going with this? (laughs) I have no idea where they're going with this. But and another point that Mike brought up, yes, I'm with you on uh, on the rating-wise. They do have to work on it. Of course, right now, we know SmackDown's the number one show right now. Better, than, But one thing is for a fact, they're beating Raw. Their numbers are beating Raw in the demographics for sure. Uh, when, when you say they, who do you refer to? Uh, by a Rampage. If, mm. I, if, I, oh, wow. if I exclude Rampage out of it... Wait, wait, wait. They're, they're, Rampage I, I, is I mean, beating Raw? If, if we don't put it that way, yes. If I exclude Dynamite, Rampage is being raw more in the demographics. So they're being that I didn't more. know. Mm-hmm. But they're not beating SmackDown. SmackDown is too much. You have the Tribal Chief, the Tribal Chief. Devin, I know you're watching this and now you're going to listen. Love you, bro. But yes, um, so, you know, what, you know, what, you know, SmackDown's card, they're stacked. So, I mean, they're more the number one show right now for WWE. IEW, of course, and then the, the time that it, that Rampage has, there's no way. I mean, it's kind of difficult for them to, you know, with the time slot they're they're in, it's it's hard, you know, to even how to improve the ratings. Because what time do they start in our time? Eight o'clock uh, Pacific time, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock Eastern over there. So it's going to be tough for them to even get the viewership they have. I mean, it barely reaches. They're at least in between the 800s and 700s. At least, I would say. The most, probably they would lower like 600. Uh, overall viewership, not demographics. But, you know, they do have a lot of improvement. I still would like to add another hour to Rampage. That's what yeah. I would do. Add it, make it, make it two hours. Might as well. Take that extra hour, use it. And the way how they're doing with Dark and Elevation, they're filming all that at, at, at the University uh in Orlando, that's fine. I, I actually enjoyed it. It's not bad at all. It's perfect. It makes sense for them to do that. Uh, better way to you develop your your upcoming talents, and why not? You know, I have no problem with that. Um, even with the limited crowd, so that's that's fine. But yes, I'm looking forward for for the holiday bash. I'm looking forward to because now you have Sammy Guerrero versus Cody Rhodes for the TNT World Title. You have uh, M- MJF and FTR versus CM Punk and Sting and Darby Allen and Malachi Black versus Griff Garrison and more to come. So we're looking forward to seeing that and we will cover that uh, next week for sure. Now let's get into it. 
very briefly, pro wrestling news. But you know, as a matter of fact, before we begin pro wrestling news, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to, and this is off subject for professional wrestling because I just want to get it off my chest. For all our Latin, Latin, you know, Latin Americans, our Latino America que está escuchando y viendo nuestro canal el de YouTube, aquí le damos a más uh, un, I can't even say tribute in Spanish. Sí, tributo. El tributo para el rey de los reyes, señor Chente, Vicente Hernández, que pasa descanse a los 81 años. Uh, that was, he was my, my idol too, as my father's, as my great grandfather's as well. So that's just off the subject of pro wrestling. No, yes. I, I, I have to say that if anybody is out there uh, that have, has not heard Vicente Fernandez's music, give it, a, a, give it a watch, give it a listen, check out his music videos. Uh, this, this man was an actor. Uh, uh, and, and, and a musician, a singer, a great one. Uh, so uh, for anybody out there that is interested in Mexican music culture, he was a big part, is a big part of music culture in Mexico and in Latin America. Uh, give it a listen for sure. Uh, a lot, and, and, and translate the lyrics because the lyrics are where the gold is, in my opinion. Great, great songwriter. Uh, and, and the emotion uh, in the music is definitely worth checking out. So definitely check it out. Most, most definitely. There you go. We're going to take a little small break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. And then the last topic will be the pro residues because did he purposely got fired? And you'll see who we talk about. And mm. someone stayed and not leaving. And then we confirmed two already gone for sure. They did not resign. So we're going to give our thoughts. What's next for them? What's going to happen? Are they going to show up where we think they're going to show up? So we'll be right back after this quick, brief message from Circle of Bay Tools. We'll be back.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here at Circle Debate Podcast. And yes, you will be seeing in our YouTube channel, and I'm, these two gentlemen do not know, but I'm going to make the announcement. You will be seeing on Circle Debate for the first time as Circle Debate will be hosting, uh, we'll be hosting a full wrestling show, which happened on December 9th, but it has not been seen. And you will are, be able to watch it here on our YouTube channel. The full event Christmas chaos of old-fashioned wrestling. You would watch it here. Commentary by the Corsillo and the owner of old-fashioned wrestling, uh, Garrett Winberg. He will be commentating alongside, of course, Yours truly here, the devious one, Ivan C, as he will be making his debut of commentating. And that is right, ladies and gentlemen. I will be making my debut commentating for old-fashioned wrestling for Christmas Chaos. That it was actually, it's in the works right now. The finishing touches are almost there. You will be seeing that uh, coming soon. You'll see the date announcement. You'll get that and you're able to watch the full show. From the start all the way till the end of the show. So stay Are you t- telling me for free? For free. Woo. For free. Not on Fight TV, not on you know IWTV, n- nor and any or Twitch or Patreon. Peacock? Nor Peacock. Nor the cock. No. <laughs> nor the cock. No, you will be watching it here on our Circle Debate YouTube channel. So all of our audio platform listeners who are listening to this, and you might want to subscribe. You might want to subscribe and get that notification because you'll be watching the matches that we were there, which was Viva Van versus Zeta Zhang, the first time ever to meet for the PCW Ultra uh, Women's Champion. And of course, you had Alex Hammerstone defending the PCW Ultra Versus Slice Boogie. Fantastic match. You will see it. I'm not going to spoil it. You will watch it. But you'll see a blog for it. At least a mini blog. A mini preview of what's, you know, what's to come for the full show. Papo Esco versus Jordan Cruz. And you will see, of course, Class versus Kevin Blackwood. John Wolfgang versus Mr. Classic. And, of course, Dallas King versus Rob Shit. So much great, you know, matches that happen. So stay tuned. As we will be hosting the show here on our channel, the full show. Thank you for Old Fashioned Wrestling and PCW Ultra, our fellow sponsors for Circle Debate. And of course, Wrestling Guy Store as well. Don't forget 10% off of all your purchases and support Mr. David Gomez as well. And a belated birthday for Mr. David Gomez as well. This is birthday was last week, last Thursday. So, well, a week ago, excuse me. But yes. Um, Though that's the fellow announcement that you'll be seeing. And now let's start with the pro wrestling news. I want to just, can I just say this right now? I, this is part of pro wrestling news. Matt Cardona is impressing me right now, ever since he's been all over the indie circuit. And now that he's going for the 10 pounds of gold, you know, he, you know him making his debut in NWA, attacking Trevor Murdoch. I'm, man, I'm, I'm loving this heelish persona of Matt Cardona. And He's winning me over, man. I've always been a big fan of his work. Very underrated. Uh, and the funny thing is he puts himself over 
uh, to get where he's at now, being the internet champion, posting all those YouTube channels and everything else. And, and now, you know, creating his own, you know, toy figure, you know, toy line figure coming out and having a, you know, toy figure, you know, you know, action figure, major league podcast and everything else. It's amazing. And I kudos to Matt Cardona, man. That, that man deserves credit where it's credits due. And now him going for the NWA world title. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I don't know how you enjoy it, Matt Catalyst. What do you think? Matt Cardona, he's almost going to be like the outer world belt collector because I kind of hope he gets both. Like if he gets that, gets back the GCW and the Impact title and the NWA, he's going to be like the outer solar system planet, you know, kind of the Pluto collect and then kind of outside coming back in, you know, GCW Impact and NWA. Geez, like if I if I was you know, and who knows, he could go for against Jonathan Gresham for that title. So if I was kind of a free agent wrestler that was kind of loosely associated with AEW, I'd want to be in Matt Cardona's shoes. I'd probably, I'd, I like to be, you know, like with all due respect to the promotions, the big fish in the small pond, you know, because when you're, when you're in AEW, you're kind of competing for that you know, that top spot and you have a lot of other people in that pecking order that you have to wait, you know, to, or prove yourself against, but in the outer world, you know, you could build yourself up in that outer world. It's like, I'm former ring of honor champion. I'm former impact. I'm former MWA, former ring of honor, former AAA, you know, I'm, I'm that I, if I was a wrestler, I'd want to be Matt Cardona right now. I want to be, I would want to be in his shoes except for what, when it comes to death matches. Cause that hurts like hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Money Mike. I'll say this when it comes to Chelsea green, I wouldn't mind it being in, in certain shoes too. <laughs> I'll say that. Careful, 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 careful. <laughs> With all due respect, of course. Of course, of course. Of course. RTVMA, <laughs> though, but yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I'll, I'll say that, yeah, man, Cardona is such a workhorse. He's turned into this outer world collector, as Matt would say, yes? Um, however, a part of me wishes that Nick Aldis was still holding on to that belt. So we would have gotten Aldis versus Cardona. I, I don't know if that's happened ever in the history of history, but I would have wanted to see that match instead. But, you know, it is what it is. And, man, I, I, I can't help but root for the guy. I hope he wins. I hope he wins that title and, uh, you know, holds it up high in the air and finally is a world champion, right? How cool would that be? I, I mean, I, you know, it, it's such a prestigious title, really. And for Cardona to win that, uh, it would add to his resume, of course. And yes, so um, it reminds me of what John Moxley is doing. John Moxley is another guy that up until recently, of course, get well, Mr. Moxley. Uh, uh, he's been going all over the place, winning titles and uh, you know, putting on stellar matches with people that, no, you know, normally he probably wouldn't have gotten into the ring with because, you know, WWE and all that. But now he can. And same thing with Cardona. Uh, so, yeah, 
absolutely great stuff mr Card- mr matt zach Ryder, um because <laughs> i've been watching zach Ryder since z true long island story way back in the day yes sir representing to representing the li um drinking uh bud light limes of course and now so, they're in pbrs now pbrs oh yes he, he's a pbr guy now so there's the go i've always wondered what happened to chia Petta and the big o so but i'll leave that there <laughs> that's awesome awesome so yeah good luck matt hopefully you do matt cardona let's see see your brother matt over here is cheering for you so there you go <laughs> long island and i've never been there in my life <laughs> i've never been to long island <laughs> i i gotta say ivan the the name escapes me but um you know uh certain uh, female wrestlers making her uh, debut in AEW Dark. I think uh, she used to be in our intros. Her name escapes me. Oh, she already made her debut. Heather Monroe. She was already, think, yes. But the first Dark. time she debuted, she already debuted before. Uh, this happened this past week, and Sita Zhang made her debut. Marino Shafir has been making her debut as of late, and if you go back and look at the uh, match against Chris Stanley, that was a good match. Uh, they really showcased her very well, and this is where I could tell that they never gave her the opportunity in NXT when she was supposed to be given. And man, she could go in the ring. She really reminds me of, what can I say? Like a little bit of Ken Shamrock, a little bit of Dan Severn, actually. I actually like mm. the technicality that she has. Man, I, I would, I cannot wait for her career to, you know, elevate more and hopefully get to spot in AEW in the women's division. You need someone like that. Why not? You know? Or an MWA, never know. But yes, and now with the, well, before that, New Japan very quickly. Want to congratulate, of course, uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi for winning the World Tag League Tournament. Uh, again, they defeated Evil, and um, I, I can't believe it, I'm stuck. Uh, Hiroshi, right? I mean, Hiroshi, was it Hiroshi? Yes. So they defeated him. They defeated him in the finals to win the World Tag League. And of course, Matt went crazy because he went, ah! Because Shibata announced he will be making his return on what day, Matt? What let the world know? January, January 4th. Katsuyori Shibata is making his official. Because he had a he had another match that was kind of an exhibition. It was kind of more of a grappling, but this is his official return to full on wrestling. Is January fourth? Katsuyori Shibata is coming back to the ring, and for those of you who don't know him, you will know his students. We know his students. We've talked to his students, and you're gonna meet him. You'll see his students ca- uh, capturing gold at almost every promotion out there. He's kind of like you know one of the great wrestling teachers of of this generation and who knows he's a future champion waiting to happen i wouldn't mind him taking every single belt from every single organization yeah he's he's one one of the best comeback stories of 2021 katsuyori shibata he he made me cry man when he had that emotional speech even though i don't understand japanese but it makes sense why because that day more january 4th marks the day the day he had this head injury and, you know, basically, you know, I could say that, yeah, that March is the day that he suffered a head injury. Uh, that's like 1,731 days 
you know, since what, 2017, I would say. That's a long time. So, man, what he was diagnosed with that. So, it's emotional for him and for him to make a comeback. It's, oh, man, I cannot wait. Shibata, you guys will not know who Shibata is. YouTube is matches. Or subscribe to NewJapanWorld.com and you can see it there. (laughs) All right. And now let's get into it with the release of course yes he was gone he's been deleted and obsoleted from the wwe and because they offered him to go back to rehab he said no you say you don't want to go to rehab i said no 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 senton bomb no senton bomb none of that i mean if it is as a case i wish Jeff Hardy the best, but he didn't make an announcement on Matt Hardy's Twitch. He's making a meeting greet because he's performing, you know, and so he's doing that at least. So in regards for his in-ring, you know, you know, appearances, a lot of people are saying that or speculating that he got himself purposely let go because he was tired of the war that were going with him in WWE. And so he decided just to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to do something purposely. And so there's room, you know, Matt Hardy keeps throwing the might see Team Extreme one last time together. And it might happen in all elite wrestling, but I'm not going to jump the gun and say that it's going to happen anytime soon. He still has to face the 90 day clause because it's a release. It's not a free agent automatically. And we'll just have to wait and see if he does show up in AEW. But I'm assuming that Tony Khan will probably be asking to prove, hey, buddy, if you're going to be coming over here, just like I said, John Moxley, to be going to rehab. I got to see your rehab proof, you know, that you are coming, not, you know, coming in clean and safe for, you know, performers and the fans as well. So, how do you, Money Mike? Do you feel that Jeff Hardy did this on purpose? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's one of those things where I'm pretty sure he's been talking to Matt and Matt's like, dude, come on down, man. Why are you wasting your time over there? They're having you running around behind our truth and the 24 seven belt. You are a former world champion. What are you doing over there? Come to AEW. Let's do, let's do this one more time. And uh, why not? I mean, okay. I, 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 I have to imagine that a lot of the talent there, except Kevin Owens, uh, is probably tired of how they're being booked over there. And Jeff Hardy probably, it, it, it was never said, as far as I know, it was never said that it was drugs or anything. They, they, they tested him apparently, but the results haven't come in. And it's kind of weird that they would let him go before finding out the actual evidence, the actual test results right why would you let someone go without proof right of of uh what you're accusing or whatever of so yeah it's the whole situation is a little weird as far as both sides you know uh but i if i were to guess and i have nothing to base this on whatsoever i think he did it on purpose and honestly man as a fan I can't wait to see him in AW. <laughs> you want to see that invasion, like, like the Ring of Honor when it was the Hardys and Young Bucks. 
But now you're going to see this. Maybe, maybe hey, the Hardys and Private Party. Or, hey, maybe the Hardys and Lucha Bros. Oh, oh my oh gosh. God, right? I, I, I think <laughs> I know kind of the perfect place for Jeff Hardy, especially what with what's happened with the Briscoes and FTR at Final Battle. And that's my, my dream TLC match in AEW. Who else other than the, the master of the TLC match, Jeff Hardy, either he could participate in the match or be a ref or be an enforcer or whatever, you know, just all the different things that he could do. And I definitely trust uh, Matt Hardy's word that Jeff's doing just fine. You know, it's just like, they're just not doing anything with them. So AEW, let's get the Briscoes, let's get FTR, let's get the Young Bucks and my personal pick, the War Kings. And I don't know, hell, maybe a fifth team in there either Hardys again or have both the Hardys be referees because you're, you're going to need two referees for that kind of chaotic match. So who better than the Hardys to, to ref that match? So mm, please. <laughs> too many net flatters going around here. Ah, too much. <laughs> it's a lot of it. It's a dream come true. I, 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 it's, it's the, one of the matches I've been waiting for. Oh, or if not the War Kings, the Motor City Machine Guns. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Can we see it? And he didn't mention he wouldn't mind having an, uh, another ultimate deletion match. Oh, yes. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. And speaking of Kevin Owens, he brought up Money Mike. He's staying. Everybody thought he was leaving. Everybody thought we were going to see Mount Mush Rushmore together again. It looks like Kevin Owens just re-signed a contract with, of course, those Stooges up in Stanford, Connecticut. Stooges. Stanford Stooges. Stanford Stooges, of course. He has re-signed. Uh, the details of the contract are not there specifically yet, but for the rumor in your window, it's a uh, two-year extension. So he will be standing to 2024. And so shocking that he decided to stay. Uh, they had high, what the reports has been is that he, they were highly, you know, wanted to keep him and they offered him a good amount of moolah there for him to stay. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't think they didn't want him to go. So that's what, okay, we got to keep him. So I'm pretty sure Nick Khan, um, or someone had to go to Nick Khan and tell him, look, we, we can't let this guy go. You can't have this shit. You already let go of a lot of people, you dumb idiot. So now we, we got to keep this guy. Or unless Paul Levesque probably had something to say. And you know what? No. This is, this is, this is what I built. This is what I, what I created. Which is not, not really created, but what he elevated, helped him elevate more. But I don't know. This, is, this shocked me. So I'll take it back to you, Money Mike. Were you in shock? Kevin Owens resigned. Pleasantly surprised, I will say. Pleasantly. Uh, I think that we're full in AEW right now. Uh, you could go ahead. You could stay, Mr. Owens. Um, and why not, right? For wrestlers, 20 years ago, this was not an option, you know, to be able to get a, a pay raise uh, to, from your company, WWE, to prevent you from going somewhere else. 
big, big, big congratulations to Kevin Owens. His bank account is going to, you know, grow exponentially in the next few years. Uh, so yeah, the, it, it, Kevin Owens is the clear winner here. And he has a, a, a solid job, and a good amount of income, you know, all that great stuff that comes with it. For us fans, um, I do believe that he's in his mid-30s, somewhere around there. He's still young. He, if it's a two-year extension or whatever, or maybe even a three-year, there's still time for him to be able to go to AW some other time in the future. It, it's possible. It can happen still. Uh, he's not 60, right? So, no. you know, yeah, there's there's time. There's time. So the, good on, good for him. Mm, Matt counts. I must say it's I gotta use once again the analogy of the big fish and the small pond. It, WWE is the biggest pond, but with more talent leaving, that gives you room to climb up that ladder. You know, you don't have as much competition. So you really have to use reverse psychology here. You know, it's like uh, like imagine like Eli Drake or or as we know him, LA Knight now. Let me talk like, to you, man. Let me, t- let me talk to you. So LA Knight and Kevin Owens, you know, that's probably, you know, if I was either of them, I'm like, I see all these people leaving, like, all right, now's my chance to be a top guy over here. Now that the other places, you know, it's kind of, they're setting in stone who their top guys are going to be, you know, in the time being, plus the forbidden door swapping all those other people around so it's either i'm the top guy here in wwe or i'm the top guy uh somewhere else and you know AEW, all the eyes are on it it's going to be hard to be the top guy because a lot of people are bidding for it now it's like the it's like the stock market you know Mm. everybody's buying buying stock in this certain thing you know i'll put my money over here in this other thing that isn't as popular so i could be the top guy once it does become popular again hmm. so good analogy i like it yeah i like that i like that i like that yeah definitely i mean because of the way house it seemed that that there was no way that aw was in the mat was over what i'm reading is that aw was an offer also hefty which they did in the beginning, because a friend of his, which someone at AEW, I, I don't know whose name was, no name was brought up, was saying, okay, it looks like Khan is willing to offer you this. It looks like when they found out, they're like, oh, hell no, we have to keep it. So mm-hmm. they matched the offer and added more. And so mm-hmm. that's when Kevin was, all right, do you guys really want me to stay, huh? I'll stay, fine, I'll stay. <laughs> and now he did. And two other that did not stay became free agents already. Uh, that's Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Gargano already, uh, he announced on his Twitch that he's taking a break. Johnny Wrestling will be back, but right now, family matters to attend to. You know, probably going to be a family father. matters. Mm-hmm, absolutely. He's going to be a father pretty soon. So he needs to attend to that first before he even decides where to go. And so I'm happy for him that he's making that decision. I he definitely sure. knows the way. <laughs> he knows the way. Yes, the, the way. way. The way. And Kyle O'Reilly hasn't really said anything as of yet, but you know, pre- you know, references of 
what I seen, you know, on his social media, the undisputed, you know, so we saw, you know, we saw that on the war games, war games, we saw that on the war games, um, and photos of, you know, of them together. So it seems like he's heading that direction to a E W. It looks like we, it is seems that way because Tony Khan did say as well prior that a lot more DBs are coming that we're not expecting coming for 2022. Maybe the mm. ending of 2021. We don't know. Could we see Kyle O'Reilly anytime soon debuting in AEW Money Mike? Adam Cole did say there's a surprise, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. not the young bucks being pregnant. So, <laughs> so you know, I like surprises. Uh, could we see it happen already? We'll find out. Right, that's right. That's right. McAllis, do you feel the same? Like I said, it's not Adam Cole. That's not where babies come from. Get that into your head already. <laughs> Stop saying like the way he worded it, that's like the you guys will be so surprised. No, no. Um Kyle O'Reilly, I, I don't know what is his non-compete. Uh if it's thir- if he's got the 30 he's, free. he's, not, he's, he's definitely free. free. It's free, both of them. Free, baby. He's free. It's like it's like the Shawshank Redemption. Him running outside in the rain, like oh, like escaping from WWE, like out in the rain. Well, if he's if he's free, there's there isn't anyone more that I want to see in the next G one than Kyle O'Reilly. And in addition to the fact that he's he's got a history. He he was at Wrestle Kingdom facing Adam Cole back in the day, Kyle O'Reilly. So, and, and back in the day being at least, what was like 20, 2017, 2018, 2016, around that time. So, so who knows? We get to, I, I might get to see him at Wrestle Kingdom or at, at any of the other events coming up. Kyle O'Reilly's got a, got a long history or who knows he could be part of that April resurrection of ring of honor so that's true hmm. it, a lot of a lot of different possibilities i mean when matt cardona showed up in AEW, he was there for what like a hot like a, a few months a couple oh, of yeah, months i think a month and a half he didn't stay much long he yeah mm-hmm. for a brief moment i i think he well he mentioned i think in an interview of the chris van fleet that he didn't really want to stay there he just wanted to do couple appearances and he kind of wanted to explore outside of the indie circuit and get you know get more better nature with the indie circuit and get his feet wet you know because we're gonna see a lot of people kind of circle in and out or try like different things because sometimes you know like like AEW could kind of be a little bit full and I definitely see Kyle O'Reilly as a top guy I loved him as ring of honor champion you know he it's going to be hard to be champion when you're coming to other places where, you know, the cards stacked. Once again, man, this is the third or fourth time I've said this, guys. You, you want to say it with me? Big fish in the small, small pond. pond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that so much. It's, it's, it's the case with so many wrestlers. And, you know, us musicians could almost, like, relate to that. Los Angeles, this is the big pond right here. Yeah. You know, we got a lot of competition. But when you show up in Michigan – because there's nobody, because there's the, everybody likes to come out to, to shows over there just because there's not a lot going on in a small town. Everybody will come to a backyard show just because it's something to do. 
And maybe that might be this case when you go to a smaller promotion, they're like, whoa, you're a biggest star here. Let's put the belt on you right away. And then bam. Hmm. So who knows? Go yeah. right away. Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly could just, just pick up the AAA and the, and the MLW titles like in his sleep. Who knows? You'd never know, right? That's very, very interesting to see. We cannot wait. But yes, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, once again, that is it here for episode 81. We want to go ahead and thank all of our viewers and subscribers. And for our new viewers, make sure you hit that like, that subscribe, that bell, the ding, ding, ding to get all your notifications of the weekly episodes, top fives. Our, or our blogs, or behind the scenes, or exclusive conversations, which we'll be having a lot coming soon. Uh, for 20, we're going to get ready for 2022 because we have a lot of excitement coming uh, for to start off the year with a bang. You know, with a bang, that's for sure. And what's going to happen here on the COD. And that is a fact. But yes, don't forget, people to, will put the description right below to purchase your tickets now. It's, it's already on sale for PCW Ultra on January the 28th. But we will be there as well. We'll be recording there live as well. And the main event is Alex Hammerstone defending the PCW Ultra title versus then the MLW middleweight champion, Tajiri. So that's going to be a fantastic match to see. And of course, you have 5150 versus War Beast in a cage match. So that's going to be interesting to see. That's a war game to see for sure, because you have Slice Boogie, Danny Limelight, Papo Esco, Ruby Rays, 5150 versus, of course, War Beast, The Sheik, Jacob Fatu, Juicy Finu, and you have Viva Van as well, who will be making her debut on that cage match as well which i'm looking forward to see that's going to be exciting and oh i just cannot wait cannot wait so much good shit so much good 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 shit and of course don't forget to subscribe to our channel and also get also want to thank all of our audio platform listeners from around the world want to go ahead and thank of course the such republic who are just now tuning in romania Colombia, Brasil, todo el sur, Centroamérica, muchas gracias por escuchar aquí en el Circo Debate y le agradecemos mucho por el apoyo y el soporte, el soporte que le han dado todo este año del 2021, que nos queda dos capítulos más para acabar aquí este año del 2021 y a gracias a todos ustedes que nos escucha aquí en el Circo Debate y le agradecemos mucho. And of course, my money, Mike. And German, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Deutschland. Wir lieben alles Sie. Und danke für Kirin. Und sehen Sie Circle of the Bates. Guten Tag, guten Abend. Yeah, ich Mike, deine Frühstück. Und danke. Tschüss. Tschüss. I'll say something in Mandarin. Kyolia, Kyolia, Circle of Debate, Kyolia, King Woman Devoke. So, to all you. That's right. That's it.
That's right, baby. That's right. And thanks to all of our followers on our social media platforms. We hit the 1,000 marks on Twitter. We are 1,009 on Instagram. And we're still going to go ahead and get the group page up and send us a number to get it up. remind you guys, the link trees below for all of our platforms everywhere. And also, do not forget, you can probably also find Money Mike's YouTube channel as well. And Supexology, stay tuned for that. And we'll be here as well on Circle Fake. And I want to see the merchandise that Mr. The Most Fighting Podcaster will put out here. The hell. Here with Mr. 69, call himself 69 Classic, 69 Reasons, 69 Answers, Stocks, Lessons he gives to, and I don't know what other 69 things he does around the world. And of course, the uncensored, the unmatched, the unrivaled, the undisputed, and undefeated. Money, my boy. They will let you know, yes, let them know, Money Mike, what to do here on the C and the O to the C. Nosotros no solo hacemos historia, hacemos podcast. Gracias. Gracias.